0: Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in this short podcast called ShortPod. Uh, let me start off by uh, wishing all Indians a very happy 74th uh, Independence Day. This is uh, indeed an iconic day for all of us as there is so much history involved uh, for the events that happened for over 200 years prior and finally culminated on the 15th of August 1947. We are still a young republic, uh, but we have an ancient civilization dating back over 5,000 years. And uh, that, in itself, is a dichotomy which is very unusual uh, as compared to the rest of the world. Nevertheless, from 1947, when the British finally handed over our country to us, to 2020, it has been an interesting journey, full of ups and downs, but one that we can all be proud of. But then again, some of us will think, uh, what should we be proud of exactly? Our bad roads, uh, dirty cities, growing unemployment, unending corruption, our pathetic media, the fourth pillar that's completely sold out, or just the political landscape in general. And while all these are completely valid points, there is one reason which is greater than all these negatives put together. That one reason which challenges everything else that slows us down. And uh, this is not some sentimental or emotional reason. This is a very factual and practical reason. Do you know what this reason is? Think about it. Well, it's simply the fact that India as a nation exists. Confused? Well, if you really think about it, you will notice that there is no obvious reason for India to exist as one country. We don't have a common language, a common religion, a common ancestry or a common race. We don't have a common culture. We don't have common eating habits, traditions or any of those for that matter. And yet, Here you have a country of 1.4 billion people with all their diversity and differences living together as one nation since the last 74 years. And just to give you the impact of this number 1.4 billion you know because we hear it so often we lose the gravitas of this number but 1.4 billion Indians means that India has more people in one country than the entire continent of Africa. We have doubled the number of people than all the countries in Europe combined, double. We have more people than the entire continents of North America, South America and Australia put together. And yet, we are not even a continent, we are one country and we have managed to remain one nation that has been largely peaceful and a positive contributor to the world. You know, Europe has had its fair share of wars and disputes and split nations, as has uh, Latin America and South America. And Africa, unfortunately, has been the ground of countless coup d'etats since its uh, decolonization, around the same time as India. And they have struggled with staying united. Closer to home, countries like Pakistan, uh, Myanmar, Cambodia, etc. have fallen into a brutal, uh, brutal military dictati- dictatorships so often that uh, that has dented their progress. Of these countries so much so given all that I think we Indians should give ourselves a pat on our backs and on the backs of our forefathers to keep this country one and keeping the Constitution and the rule of democracy going despite all the hiccups now a fair critique to this would be that uh, we can't really be proud of being overpopulated can be but then again We can't be proud of being the number three country in terms of GDP, because that number comes from the weight of the sheer number of people we have. So let's try seeing the population of India in a different light. The problem here is not our population, it's something else. Firstly, it's the uneven spread of our population. A decade ago only, I'm not going uh, so long back, 70% of our population was uh, living in villages. This has now moved to less than 60% which means a massive 40% of people are now squeezed into a few super metros that we have. This is what we see in Mumbai, Delhi, Kolkata, Bangalore, Chennai, Ahmedabad, etc. Terrible traffic, garbage disposal problems, pollution, lack of space, uh, the works really, you know, just poor quality of life. It is not the same across the rest of India. And this is because we have a very few big cities that provide the opportunities and employment to our people. If we have more cities spread across India, especially in the Hindi belt region, uh, UP, Bihar, MP where the bulk of the population growth comes from, the problem will be mitigated to a large extent. So we need to have the infrastructure built in place so that a graduate from uh, Kanpur doesn't come to Mumbai, stay in a slum and drive an auto over here he or she is given the opportunity to be more productive in the area where they come from because it's not like India is such a packed country that we don't have a landmass to support the population of our size, Uh, let's say like Bangladesh for example. So this is a clear step towards the direction where we should be moving in. Secondly, the unequal wealth distribution. The last data on this uh, for 2017 says that the richest 1% of Indians own 73% of the wealth generated in India. Now, this is not something we should be proud of, even if we are in the top 1%, because any progress that's made at the expense of the majority of the people of the country is always going to be short-lived. Over the years, we have seen what happens when the population realizes they're being cheated and oppressed. You know, The Arab spill, for example, is the latest example, uh, which happened just uh, less than a decade ago. So tackling this uh, uneven population spread and unequal wealth distribution should be the top priority on our uh, list of things when we choose representatives to work for us in the government. Actually, let's do this. Let's use this Independence Day to keep uh, three targets that uh, we want to see India as a nation achieve in the next decade. And evaluate these at every Independence Day. Uh, these targets can be your own choice basis, what you wish to prioritize government to do and to achieve through our tax money. For my targets, I'm going to compare them with China as a benchmark. Uh, why China? Because honestly, there is only one country that we can compare our population with. So number one, China has uh, 105 cities with a population of over 1 million, 10 lakh people. India currently has 53 cities, uh, that's half. So for me, in the next 10 years, we should reach at least China's number of cities, 105. Uh, This could mean either building new cities or enabling existing towns to have enough industry, infrastructure and employment to support this kind of population. Second target, uh, our medical infrastructure. Right now, uh, most of us must have realized how underprepared we are for a pandemic. China has around uh, 36 lakh uh, doctors for its population, and uh, we have around 11.5 lakh. So my target here is to have at least 25 lakh doctors by the next decade, and a better, better medical infrastructure. For this, uh, we need to build more medical colleges. Uh, you know, root out the corruption in the education towards this invest more of our budgets in healthcare and have a robust insurance system. So that's my second target. Target number three, we need to have a more advanced and improved scientific temper. We need to think like a developed country if we want to become one. This is the space where we are lagging the most, I think. And uh, that's a shame because India has among the smartest minds in the world. Last year, there was a global survey of uh, the top 4,000 scientists in the world. USA was uh, the leader with more than uh, 2,600 names. Uh, UK came an impressive second with uh, over 500 names, which is very impressive for a country of their size. China also got around 460-480 names in that list. Can you guess how many Indian scientists were in that list? 10. That's 10 in a country of 1.4 billion. See the odds here. In fact, uh, Harvard University got uh, 186 people in the list. So that's a list where I'd like to see India rank much, much better. Clearly, we need to have uh, more good education institutions uh, like our IITs. And we need to respect our scientific community. Only by giving them the due respect will we be able to stop the brain drain of people leaving India after passing out from these universities for better opportunities abroad. And the irony is that so many of them reach the pinnacle of success in their fields and organizations that they are heading. So reduce our brain drain and increase our scientific temper so that we have at least 100 scientists in the list in the next decade. So guys, uh, wrapping up the podcast here, these are the targets that I have kept and I encourage uh, you to voice out your targets uh, that matter to you personally. This can be in women's uh, representation in the parliament, police reforms, legal reforms, environmental reforms, etc. But uh, whatsoever your goals are, keep them tangible and then judge your government's performance on those parameters. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Wishing you all once again a very happy Independence Day. Do share your comments and Jai Hind. Take care.